This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. This podcast has been brought to you by Black Women for Wellness. Black Women for Wellness is committed to the health and well-being of black women and girls through health education, empowerment, and advocacy. Located in the heart of Lamert Park Village, you can locate Black Women for Wellness online at www.bwwla.org, like our Black Women for Wellness Facebook page, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at BW4WLA and on Instagram at BWWLA. Hello, I'm Gloria Coulange, and I'm here today with Marissa Chan, who is our environmental justice policy manager, director, yeah, crown enough. on her head, <laughs> golden child of VWW. Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I think so. You could see Marissa on The Root and on CNN, and she's just everywhere, and she's just talking about endocrine disruptors, <laughs> because that's what Marissa does. Marissa, tell us about your EJ program. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Again, well, my title, my official title <laughs> is Environmental Research and Policy Manager, and I manage the Environmental Justice Program here, and our program has two parts. One is the Healthy Hair Initiative, and it's focused on chemicals in personal care products and so ways to reduce exposure. And I also work directly with black hairstylists in South LA in terms of like occupational exposure. And the other side is urban oil drilling. So we are in a coalition, which is Stand LA, which stands for it stands for <laughs> Stand Together Against Neighborhood Drilling, Los Angeles. And that coalition is basically a group of environmental justice, community, faith, and health organizations that are seeking to protect the health and safety of Angelinos from urban oil extraction. Got it. And I know you probably want to talk a lot about endocrine disruptors and Always. all that fun stuff. Always. But I think what would be great to touch upon, there was an accident of some sorts that happened here in South LA recently. And I think it has a lot to do with the work that you do and do you want to elaborate on it and give us some, and maybe we'll talk about the hair stuff another episode. Yeah, of course. I'd first like to amend that. I think a lot of times, we've talked about this yesterday, actually, people call these disasters accidents, and they are disasters. And so accidents kind of take the blame off of, like, if it's a company or a corporation or someone doing this. But this would be, I would label it as... It's a disaster. So um, they're called chronic technological disasters, oh which I brought gosh. up to you yesterday. Yes. And these are events that can be caused by either a human error or some like fa failure in technology that results in like a negative impact. occurrence. Or, right. Yeah, impact. And so <laughs> what happened was what had happened was, what had happened was on Sunday morning, a 9,000-gallon tanker truck was on a, I believe it was like a parking lot or a site where it wasn't supposed to be, and it leaked gasoline and caused a fire and triggered multiple explosions in South LA. And there were two people injured. Um, it caused fire, like home, nearby homes were on fire, and there was a huge column of smoke. Who knows what's in that black smoke that was burning. That was in the air that burned for hours. So that's right in our neighborhood. 
Yeah, right here where we are. It's crazy because this happened on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't live that far from the office and neither do you. But did you know this was happening? Did you see any smoke or any of that stuff? I personally didn't. I know a lot of people did who live like in the area. Right. But because of the coalition we're in stand, we got... I guess emails. Yeah, emails about as it. soon as it happened okay. about this. That is crazy. So, what do you know exactly where it happened and who was mostly impacted? Are there homes near there? Like, I'm you know new to LA, so describe the area that this tanker truck was in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this was on in the 200 block of West Lawson Avenue on sunday morning and so this was this area is surrounded by homes as you know even if you just moved here like Mm -hmm. los angeles is densely populated right and unfortunately this incident isn't um and it may potentially not be just a isolated incident incident because oil drilling unfortunately happens extremely close to homes throughout los angeles la is actually the largest urban oil field in the country and it's home to 26 oil and gas fields and over 800 active wells and a lot of people in south la know like kennethon park they see the oil pumps and they might not actually know that that is like pumping oil but Mm -hmm. it's common for people to grow up experiencing and seeing who live in south central los angeles um, we had an intern last year, actually, and she thought they were dinosaurs growing up. Aww. It becomes, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's sad, but, like, our community is so used to seeing it. We don't often sometimes think about what's going on within those walls or within those oil fields. So how is that affecting people? I'm sure, like, that's part of the research that you do. Like, you, this can't be good for people living so close to these drilling sites Mm -hmm. so there's i guess two different avenues which we can talk about one is the chemicals produced from these drill sites that are connected to certain negative health impacts as well as endocrine disruptors they are there are endocrine (laughs) disruptors in the environment in um the chemicals used that can impact health but there are studies the majority of studies are connecting exposure to reproductive and developmental health so proximity how close you live has worse reproductive and developmental health outcomes and also asthma and respiratory issues are a common thing that research is connecting but recently people have researchers have connected proximity to these drill sites to worse mental health impacts as well really yeah so i don't don't have all the details on that but i did (laughs) look over i i did read a study within the past couple um months surrounding that so it's impacting potentially your mental health your physical health as well as your health through other different avenues so living closer to a drill site could lead to increased stress there's issues with like stress surrounding um, all these tanker trucks coming into your neighborhood um, like light pollution, sound pollution, and that's all dispro- like adding on to the disproportionate burdens that our community already experiences. So there's that side of things and kind of what we talked about earlier, chronic technological disasters and what happened this weekend, which this wasn't caused by like a drill site accident, but it was connected to oil and gas this weekend. Um, those disasters could impact hundreds in Los Angeles from serious injury or fatalities because an explosion, there could be an explosion or acid could be released because acidizing or the release of acid underground is a thing that happens 
Yeah. Wow. Your face right now, Gloria. so (laughs) full of great news. Um, Knowledge. I don't have a great news. There's some information. She's just filling us with joy today. Um, (laughs) Adding on to the rainy day. Yeah, really. So what does Stan do and what is your role within Stan and how are we combating this issue for our community? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Stan, as I mentioned before, it's a coalition. So we're on the steering committee of the coalition and really we are putting public health before corporate profit. Mm-hmm. And right now we're in, it's kind of stands a campaign. So right now in the campaign, we're working on the city council level. So we're waiting for a report from the petroleum, oil petroleum administrator, Uduak, who is writing a report surrounding oil and the impacts of oil in Los Angeles. And so we're waiting for for it. We're not sure when we're gonna hear back about it. It's been quite a while since the motion was passed in city council to study this, but we have high hopes that it's coming soon because we're trying to put forth a twenty five hundred foot health and safety buffer around all oil extraction in the city of Los Angeles, and that seems like a really specific um, number twenty five hundred right. feet. But studies are showing that exposure to toxic air contaminants are significant within half a mile, which is around 2,600 feet. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we're fighting for. And right now, that's where we are in terms of our campaign right now. Okay. So I guess we can think about what does one do if there is in, what is it, chronic, what is it called? technological disaster yes what if there's one of those and we're exposed to these chemicals the oil or like what what does one do how do we survive you know this isn't not this is not a fire where we're told to stop drop and roll Mm -hmm. or an earthquake where there are rules that i still don't know i was gonna say do you know no i don't know yet i don't know and no one tells me um you know there are rules to follow so what do we do in case of this kind of emergency I think most importantly, like preparation and just knowledge about what's happening or if you live near an oil well or an active drill site would be the most important first step because if a disaster or a, it could be an accident, disaster accident could occur in your neighborhood and you have no idea what's going on, Mm -hmm. that's not good at all. So knowledge is power in this situation. There's a couple ways to find out if you live near a drill site. One is called Frack Tracker, which is a mobile app that lets you find wells, pipelines, report any activity, and document any impacted senses. So if you smell things, you see things, hear certain things in the neighborhood. So that's an app that you can use. And there's another one, the Division of Oil, Gas, and Geothermal Resources, which is Dogger, which is the government authority over oil and natural gas is a tool called WellFinder Online, which allows you also to look up certain addresses and see if there's an active well near you. So I would suggest that is the first in terms of preparing. Okay. See where these oil wells are located. If you live near one, even if you live near one, it's important to also distinguish if it's active, if it's plugged or like not active right. or other different forms that um, drill site oil wells can be. So that would be number one. Number two, if you find out that you live near a drill site, I would say see like start documenting your experience. So if you are you believe you're experiencing symptoms, so you smell certain things, you have mm-hmm. headaches and nosebleeds that are unexplainable to you, start documenting, writing down every day what time, when it's happening, what you're experiencing, and I would suggest to visit your healthcare provider. 
to try to see if it's connected to these this drilling activity. And another thing kind of connected to that is if you are experiencing these symptoms, I would suggest to close your doors and windows and try to limit your activity outside. So if you have kids running around, like... So basically, if you're if you're, te- if you're smelling anything, you just stay indoors. Don't go out and smell the gases. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would suggest okay. that. Yeah, definitely. I know um, the woman that reported the, I, I guess she reported smells of gas on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning, she was outside coming home from work and then she smelled gas. So she called 911. And I would also suggest that if. You smell gas or gas leaks or anything connected to gas, call 911. And kind of connected to that, a lot of people don't know that surrounding, if you live near a drill site and you smell certain things and or you see things that are weird, you can contact the South Coast Air Quality Management District, who has authority over, the, I guess, the air surrounding this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it would be 1-800-CUT-SMOG, and you would need to describe the time, place, and the odor. Um, one important thing to note is when they send people to – once you call, and if you want them to send people to, like, see what's going on and yeah. send – I don't know the term for them, but like the people uh, who come look. Uh, the technician. We'll yes, use that the for today. <laughs> um, quite often they need multiple reports within a time frame within the same area. So you might want to talk to your neighbors. And, and then so they can all report at the same time so it can make it effective. Yeah. Gotcha. So if you're smelling things, maybe knock on your neighbor's door and be like, hey. Do you smell that do, too? Do you smell these weird citrus smells? Because they use certain um, odorants to cover up. The smell really? of oil and the smell of certain chemicals. Yeah. So if you smell citrus, it might not just be an orange tree in your backyard. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. And those also contain chemicals. I could only imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, great. Cool. Um, and I think lastly and most importantly, just share the information about oil drilling if there's a drill site in your neighborhood and also these numbers that we mentioned or these apps that we mentioned with your community, your neighbors, your friends, family, anyone nearby, because it's really important to spread this information as well. I totally agree with you. And I mean, it's unfortunate that this is such a prevalent thing in our community. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess, like you said, knowledge is power. So and if we voice our opinions about these sites and we are telling people to call their air quality technician <laughs> then you know maybe what we can have an effect on or some change mm-hmm. and know? if you're also concerned about it that's why our city council members are our elected officials overall are here for to make change and to act on our concerns so if you're concerned i would suggest also calling your city council person and express these concerns i think this unfortunate event that happened on sunday you know you know people did get hurt but hopefully it's an eye-opener so that people are more aware about you know what's happening in their neighborhood Mm -hmm. and just literally in their backyard if it's that close to you um so are there any tips i don't want to stump you on this but are there any tips let's say if i get oil on me do i like throw some dawn on me like the commercial (laughs) what do i do do you know? Honestly, I don't know. You don't That's know. a good question. I know the commercials. Like I know. They, they were rubbing it on the ducks. Little ducks and I know. seabirds with so, I, Dawn. <laughs> I um, don't know if that's the right thing for us to do, but. I'm not sure how uh, 
often and how likely like an oil like oil actually being released okay. is if that makes sense in a disaster okay i think it would be more of just an explosion an explosion which makes sense yeah. there's okay yes yes very good to know and then we stop drop and roll if you're on fire stop drop roll run run get out okay just checking all, all right. of the above <laughs> <laughs> i mean not to make light of the situation but it's important oh, yeah. for us to know like the proper uh protocols and the people to call when we have these situations Mm -hmm. and like i said sunday you could just have be having your coffee and then boom an explosion so um that's great for our community to know and i don't know do you have anything coming up for stan any meetings that people can come to or we are planning to do something in april it's not fully fleshed out yet so i will definitely send it out to like our listserv and put it on social media as well um i think one thing though i don't know if i mentioned this about oil but oil is so and oil in la it's so ingrained in los angeles mm-hmm. um in the 20s i believe like la was built on oil and in the 20s la was the people claim the saudi arabia of oil no way so, yeah there was oil like derricks and oil pumps all throughout the coast you could see old photos of like Long Beach and along the coast of all these oil rigs and well, this oil off, oil rigs are offshore, so it's more like oil derricks and oil pumps. But um, yeah, so it's a huge part of our history, and Stand is also trying to move past that. So we're trying to figure out not only how to move past this dirty industry, but how to include our community in. This just transition work. So just transition, trying to focus on healthy, clean economy as well as how to transition the people who currently work in not only just like oil drilling, even though that's a small number in the city of Los Angeles, but kind of the connected, the tangential. I can't say that word right now. Tangent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you can't say a word, I can't say the word too. Tangential. Tangent. No, no, no. That's right. right? We're going to stick with it. Those um, related industries. Connected. 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 We'll use another word. The connected industries. (laughs) And clean, green jobs. So that's a huge part of the work that Stan does, trying to figure out what our community wants to see in terms of the job aspect, but also in terms of redeveloping and repurposing these sites. Mm -hmm. So they don't just become either empty sites or sites that are not what our community wants gotcha well that sounds like very important work for south la and we appreciate you coming on today i'm sure next time we talk it'll be something specifically about endocrine disruptors all day every day it'll be (laughs) 45 minutes uh no i'm just kidding so we're excited for that one and we should be talking about hair and behind the chair and everything that you've been doing on the other side of the ej program so stay tuned for that in april Mm -hmm. all right thank you for tuning in to today's podcast brought to you by black women for wellness remember you can find us online at www.bwwla.org like our black women for wellness facebook page and follow us on twitter at bw4wla and on instagram at bwwla